Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for December 13th, 2020. Tonight's scheduled guest is Pat Micheletti of KFAN, Fox Sports North, and Westwood One. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultraband for business. Verizon Wireless, 5G built right. By Bell Ford. See our award-winning dealerships at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix or go to bellford.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and watch the best in college hockey all season long. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com and gear up for the new season on ice or in line. Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers, 12 Valley locations, two in California. Your home for sports, craft beers, and made-to-order burgers. Roger Klein's Cancio and Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com and see how to get your bottle today. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Stop in and pick up any of our award-winning sauces on your way home at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, ASU alumni owned and operated. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans. Anywhere you may be listening to us live on the Podbean app, this is College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by our friends at Behind the Mask. Hockey shops here in Arizona and online at BehindTheMask.com. Scott Strandy joining you as always from Scottsdale, Arizona, and my co-host tonight, as always, from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul Hornstein is with me. Paul, how are you? Uh, well, it was beautiful today. I can't argue that. Uh, it was about sixty degrees. We're supposed to get snow on Wednesday and Thursday, which doesn't make me happy. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep praying and keep my fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> Uh, my daughter has to fly home from San Jose on Thursday, and I'd really rather not have her do that in a snowstorm. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Well, the good news is, Paul, we got some nice winter jackets from our friends at Behind the Mask, and they're on their way to the embroidery shop to uh, to get all done up for you with the logo that you prefer, the College Hockey Southwest Live logo on it. So, well, um, I, I, I listen. That, <laughs> I, I can't lie. It's I, I know we're going to get Pat on here real fast, but. Uh, it, it, it is definitely of the four, my favorite. So, Absolutely, and you're right. Uh, I called in a favor, and uh, as always, Pat Micheletti, uh, the voice of Gopher Hockey and NHL Hockey in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, jumped on board. So uh, let's uh, not waste any more time. Let's bring on the, the color analyst for uh, Gopher Hockey and the 8-0 Minnesota Golden Gophers. Pat Micheletti, how are you tonight? Hi, guys. Uh, how you doing, I'm Pat? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> Uh, pretty good so far. I mean, uh, I, I know I'm just going to sit here and be quiet while you guys talk about a Gophers and Bulldogs championship well, game or a, or a, maybe get St. Cloud in a Frozen Four with the other two, and, and I'll just let you guys go because I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? Um, it, as far as I'm it, – it's so early in the year, and, uh, you know, some teams have gotten off to a good start. There's no, no question about that, but – Long, long way to go, fellas. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, hold on I... a minute. I'm going to slow you down on that one a minute because this is a different year, Pat. This is 2020, and you're almost yep. a third of the way through the year, and you got eight wins, no losses, no ties. So let's jump in right there. Tell us about Gopher Hockey and what in the world is going on there because uh, they're red hot. Well, you know, I'll go back to last year where a lot of a lot of young guys um, – they took their lumps and they learned how to play in the league and they were young and um, they, they weren't mature. And, you know, you could see by the end of the year that what Bob Motzko was trying to do and, and, and get them um, to play the way that he wanted them to play. Um, it, it started to click for him. And, you know, they just took what they did at the end of last year and have carried it into, into this year. And, uh, you know, they've, they've got uh, some veteran guys that are really playing well. And then, you know, for me, uh, you know, their, their, their defense is, um, you know, might be the best in the country. And, and you know, they, they, when you've got three defensemen at the junior, uh, uh, U.S. junior national team, uh, you know, you just got to, you know, you just shake your head. Um but, but they're very talented. They're playing with a lot of confidence. And uh, like I said, um, great start, but a long way to go. Uh, great. I would say uh, great start. I mean, they're giving up only a goal. They, they've played eight games and only given up eight goals. In that league, that, I mean, that's unheard of in the Big Ten. Well, I, I tell you what, you know, and, and I'll, go, I'll go right back to their defense. And, you know, with, with, uh, with Johnson, Lacombe, and, and Faber, um, all three of those guys can really skate. All three of them can really handle the puck. And uh, it's one pass and out of the zone. And, I mean, you just don't see that. And, then, and I'm forgetting uh, you know, or not mentioning um, this Kester kid who, in my opinion, you know, if one of those three weren't around, uh, he'd be with the national team right now too. And uh, um, so they they got a really good balance. They got a lot of skill on the back end. And when and when you when you're able to get the puck out of your zone with one pass, um, you know, it, it just it, it makes it makes things so much easier uh, in your own end. Pat, they don't do that in the NHL. They, 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 they don't get the puck out of their own end in the NHL that quickly on a regular basis. When you're giving up one goal a game, uh, I mean, <laughs> my Lord, like I said, I even after eight games is a lot of games to only give yeah. up average one goal a game. Well, you know, and, you know, let, let's not forget their goaltending. Their goaltending has been good with LaFontaine. Um, you know, he's an older kid who's been around the block a few times. He stumbled a little bit last year. Um but it's come back, and you know what? You got guys buying in. You know, you get the forwards working, and and uh, and and they've got four lines. You know, a big key to Minnesota is their depth up the middle. They've got four line, four four centermen that, quite frankly, are are really interchangeable. Uh, led by Scott Reedy, who's a who. Thank God he came back. Uh, you know, the San Jose Sharks wanted to sign him. He's a San Jose uh, draft pick, and and uh, decided to come back for a senior year. And um, he's got goals in every game but one. And, you know, he's just, he's just been a horse. And then you go with speed with Sammy Walker. And then you've got a 200-foot guy in Ben Myers, who a lot of teams wanted to sign at the end of last year. He's a 22-year-old sophomore. Um, and, you know, he plays in every situation. 
and then you go uh, to their fourth line centerman, who is about six three, six four, um, weighs about two ten, and can fly. Jackson Nelson, and uh, you know this kid. You know, Bob 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 has not been afraid to put any line against any uh, any one of the top lines that they face so far. Pat, when you look at uh, this season right now, and you guys are eight games in, but yeah. has anything has anything surprised you uh, in the COVID season with no fans and and playing the games they are, or has it been kind of what you thought it was going to be? Well, I, I, I to be to be honest with you, I, I I've been impressed with the quality of play. I've been I've been impressed with the intensity because I, I don't care, guys. Um, it's really different when you're when you're not playing in front of screaming fans, a band, uh, you know, all of that emotion that gets you fired up for a game. Um, for the most part, I mean, there, obviously there's, there's uh, times in the game where it's, you know, a little sloppy, um, but, you, you know, you've got to expect that. Um, but for the most part, I, I think uh, the intensity level has been there for, for all the teams I've seen. And, uh, you know, it, it's something that, you know, like anything else, you got to make adjustments and you got to find a way to get yourself ready to play and and uh, and play at a high level. And it's not easy what they're going through, but, you know, everybody's got to play it that way. And, and uh, so far, I, I, I've been uh, I've been, you know, impressed with uh, with all the teams I've seen. So uh, let me let me try- pick, Paul, let me piggyback on that one just real quickly. Uh, uh, so, Pat. None of the teams that I've heard, other than Wisconsin, have really had any kind of COVID issues, and they had theirs against Arizona State. But has there been any COVID issues within the teams that you've heard of, other than Wisconsin? Well, Minnesota had a few cases, um, and they, but and and they had more early. Okay, uh, back in October, uh, they they had some, and from the teams that are right now, guys, we've only seen forty of the sixty. What? How many teams do we have? 61, 62, something like that. 62. Um, who yeah. knows? It could be 61 yeah. tomorrow. It could yeah, it be could whatever. be 58. Yeah. yeah um, and, and, and so, um, you know, a lot of the teams have been hit or or paused. and uh, But but for the most part, I think teams have been pretty good. Um, you know, in the, the protocol in the, in the Big Ten is, is really um, intense. And, um, and I think for the most part, you know, most, you know, guys are, 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 are trying to be cognizant of that and they know how important it is. Uh, Pat, when, when Michigan opened up, uh, I know you've, you've seen them. Yeah. When Michigan opened up uh, not just the two ASU games, but the, 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 the couple of games after that, they looked like nobody was going to stop them. Can right. it be, I mean, uh, is it is it just that they have film now? I mean, it can't be that simple, is no. it? No, no. I listen. Minnesota's going to hit a bump in the road. Uh, you know, we saw North Dakota hit a bump in the road. We saw UMD lose today uh, to Colorado College. I mean, you, you're you're not going to go unblemished. Uh, it's impossible uh, because the teams are too good, and everybody wants to win. Um, that being said, uh, you know, I didn't put a lot of stock in the Minnesota Michigan series. Uh, because you know Minnesota was out their top three D, and and uh, Michigan had a player out uh, with injury, and they had what five guys I bl- I believe that uh, 
are with the junior national team. So I didn't really want to put a lot of stock in, in that series. Um, that being said, you know, I, I think Michigan is, is really, really good. They're really young. Um, and they're going to hit bumps um, just like every other team. Okay, so speaking of bumps, Pat, I don't know how closely you've seen Arizona State, but they lost two games at Penn State the, the, today and Friday uh, in yep. overtime. And, and both games, uh, I know Paul was watching as I was, and when I watched it, uh, I texted Paul after tonight's game, and I said, I wonder if this road stuff might start to be catching up to you. And here's what I mean by that. You know this as a player that you can play on the road, you can play at home, but when you're in a tight game, uh, an overtime game, and and you're playing on the road, fans or no fans, it's just not the same for the visiting team as it is the home team, is it? Well, it'd be like me coming down to Arizona and uh, hey, saying, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna move in for a month." You know, uh, the surroundings are gonna be different, right? You like to be in your own house, in your own bed, with your own TV. Uh, you know, and it's no different than playing uh, in a in a different arena. You know, you're used to where you are. You you have a comfort level, whatever that is. Um, you know, whatever drives you to to that. You want to play at home. Um, this is a really really good learning experience for um, for ASU, especially in the years to come. If they are going to be part of the Big Ten, they will get their you know share at home once the the building is built and such. But but you know what? It, it's a it's a good it's a good teaching moment for them in the program, and uh, and you know they they're getting a, a a great indoctrination into the Big Ten. Yeah, I think uh, I think you hit that right in the head. Um, when we look at the rest of the Big Ten and we look at the uh, the records, uh, they're yeah. all really competitive, right? I mean. Top to bottom, there's not really a team that you can say, okay, well, that, that's a pushover. And, and again, I told Paul this at the beginning of the year, I said that might be one of the things that ASU will see is that uh, in the past they, they had a home game uh, or a non-conference game against maybe a weaker opponent, and you could kind of, quote, unquote, get healthy against yep. a, a team like that. You don't have that this year. Uh, m- nobody does in the Big Ten or in the NCHC or whatever. It's like every game means something. Every game is a top-quality opponent, right? It's tough. I mean, you you better bring your A game or else you're going to lose. Um, and and it, it, it's as simple as that uh, because, you know, teams are good enough. I mean, I, Minnesota beat Ohio State twice. And, and quite frankly, the second night, Ohio State um, could have won that hockey game. Uh, they didn't. Uh, Minnesota got great goaltending at the end. But, but you know, Ohio State's goaltender can win a game on, on any night. That night he was really, really good, and Minnesota just had one more goal to to beat them. Um, uh, that being said, you know, you, you know, you look at you look at every team. Every team has got talent. Some teams aren't as deep, but you know, I I, I look at Notre Dame. Right, Notre Dame plays the same way every year. Uh, they they buy into a system that um, that their coach puts in, and 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 they're successful. So um, you're right. Uh, every game is tough. Um, you better be prepared and, and you, and you, and you better work or else you're going to lose a game. Yeah, there are, there are no gimmies, uh, at all. Uh, you know, as I've, as I've gotten ready and I've watched the big 10 and yeah. as I've been watching all these NCHC games, um, honestly, uh, the, the, first of all, the hockey's been great yep. I mean, for the most part, the hockey's been great. 
But as much as uh, Duluth and Denver and North Dakota are on top, they're not blowing people out. They're, no. they're, 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 you know, they're getting by some people. And, you know, Duluth probably was breathing a little bit too easy today when they lost to Colorado College. Well, I tell you what, and Duluth is a, I'm glad you brought them up. I mean, they're a team that's not going to blow anybody out any night. Um, no. That's not, that's not the style that they play. Um, they win a three to one game. Um, that's a blowout for them. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, but, but they play a very systematic game, um, a very structured game. Uh, they take care of their own end. They take care of their goaltender. Um, and they play really, really intelligent hockey. Um, and, you know, today it, it didn't happen for them. Um, that happens. Um, and, yeah. and, you're, and, you know, you're, you're not going to win every game. And it might be a bad bounce, might be a bad goal, uh, might be guys aren't all buying into what Scott once done that night. And, and that happens. So, um, you know, we, you know we, it, it's college hockey, guys. And you don't know on a, on a particular night, um, you know, you're not going to have your A game every night. Yeah, it's funny because when 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 I in in my conversations with people over the last couple of weeks, you know, I sit there and I go, Denver kicked their butts in that opening night, right? And Duluth got two power play goals in about a minute and a half, and I said that is, I mean, if you were gonna, that is almost what Duluth does every night. They they yeah. score. You can they they might give up a thousand chances, but they score on the five that they have. Yeah, there's no doubt. Hey, I'll take you back to when I was in college. There were games, you know. I I, I distinctly remember going to uh, to to Madison to play, and um, uh, we won the first night, or, or excuse me, we we lost the first night. I think seven to one, eight to one, and it was just you know you go back in your locker room and you say, okay, you know what, we got we got our you know what's handed to us. Um, let's go in tomorrow night, and sure enough. We go out and get the split, you know, the next night. And it just, you know, it, it, we, for whatever reason, um, not, you know, not one guy, not two guys, not, not three guys, but probably 10 of us didn't have a very good night. And, and uh, when multiple guys don't have a good night, well, you're going to get beat. And, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, but, yeah. But, but you know what? If you have confidence in yourself and confidence in your team and know what you're supposed to do, you bounce back. And so – you know, you you guys have heard the the term short memory. Well, you know that that's that's what you have to have in this game um, because if it if it lingers with you, uh, those ruts are tough to get out of. Oh yeah. Okay, so so Pat, we had uh, your buddy Frank Seratori on again uh, a couple of Tuesdays ago, and yep. and I that was just after he got done playing his first weekend series, and I asked him um, uh, what he thought of the way. You called him the czar, or uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so when when we talked about that, I said, "Tell me about the setup in the NCAA this year, because it seems like every conference and independent is kind of on their own." And he said uh, he agreed with that, but he said he was told that you needed to play 13 games to even be eligible for the NCAA tournament. So he said. My first goal, and, and Paul likes this because he likes to go one day at a time, but uh, he said, I just want to get 13 games in first <laughs> and then and then see if we can get get a winning record to the point where we can get into the tournament. But what what's your thoughts now that the season started and you've seen all of these different um, avenues or roads that conferences have taken? What do you think about it, being a former player and now watching it from above? 
Well, it's it's a, a very unique year, and um, you know, I'm I'm praying that that these teams are able to do that. Um, I think they're, I think we're going to see a few more hiccups. Um, um, it's bound to happen, uh, and it, it's unfortunate. But um, you know, right now, if you were to ask me, when does Minnesota play next? Well, I don't know because guess what? There is no schedule. No and, and and and. And we were told the schedule was going to come out a week and a half ago. Well, it's not out um, uh, because, you know, they don't know. And, and so, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, that teams can get enough to become eligible that, hey, I, I hope we have a tournament. Um, and I hate to be pessimistic or sound that way, but, you know, we have to be realistic here too. And so, um, you know, I – let, let, let's hope uh, every team is uh, continues to do the right thing. And then, you know, maybe we'll uh, be able to get this season in. Well, to, to, to bring up, to follow up on that point though, I, I don't, I, I, I can't imagine at this point that when, the, that anybody's going to play again before the world juniors is over. So don't you have time to quote unquote, break out your schedule for the second half? Uh, you would think so. Yeah, you're asking the wrong guy. No, no, no. I mean, uh, my point is, my point would be actually be like, uh, hey guys, you know, this is what's going on. Uh, we we want to wait as long as we possibly can in case this happens or that happens, and we don't want to have to go bouncing around, let a schedule out, and then have to change it two days later. Uh, well, well, you know, I think a lot of the uh, a lot of it depends on the protocols of each individual state also. So, um, you know, um, one state might be open. Another one might not be. Travel may be restricted. Um, you know, we don't know. So, I know. Um, you know, uh, you know I, I feel bad for uh, Mankato State. They, you know, they schedule oh. games and then they find out, oh, that team's got it. So got to cancel. And, you know, Northern Michigan has yet to play a game this right. year. And, you know, I mean, we can go on and on. But, guys, and, um, you know, we just got to, you know, get rid of this darn thing uh, so we can get back to our normal lives. Yeah, Minnesota State was a frozen four threat. They must be dying up there. I can't even imagine with what with, with what's happened uh, to them over the years when yeah. this was going to be the probably the year that, that 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 you know got the the monkey off their backs and uh, and and now all this happens and and like I said every time they go to play something something else screwy happens where they just don't get to play. Well, you know, you know, you know, a big problem is you know one guy or two guys get it, the whole program's got to shut down yeah. for a period of time, and then you're not on the ice, and and then you got to get back, and then you know it's almost like uh, we start and we got to start over and um, it's tough. It's, it's tough on a lot of teams and, you know, I, I, I feel bad for them. I feel bad for everybody uh, because, you know, we should be right in the middle of the season here and get sure. ready for a great second half. And, and really we're, we're going to be in our first half for a long time. And, 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 and I know this is an afterthought and I'm not going to sit here and say, I know anything about it. Other than this has got to make recruiting insane. Um, yes and no. I mean, 
Um, you can't go watch the guys individually. Um, but, you, you, you know, a lot of these teams are two and three years ahead of the game anyway. Um, now that, that, that is going to change with the new NCAA rules, but you have your commitments, you know your team, you know who's coming in next year, at least, you know, a lot of the teams do. I mean, this is for future um, recruiting in future years, um, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, from that perspective, yeah, I mean, they, they'd love to be there and be in, you know, be in the building and watch them and, you know, be able to talk to them a little bit. And But, you know, that um, – hey, it, it, the good thing is it's the same for everybody. Yeah, that's true. Um, it, I'm here. I'm, in, I'm on Long Island, so I don't – you know, I mean, I, I guess I could do a deep dive if I really wanted to. Have a lot of the high schools in Minnesota been affected? Because I know how big that is. Haven't started yet. Okay. Haven't, nope. Nope. Uh, everything is on pause. Um, we'll know so more from. Been. Yeah, we'll we'll know we'll know more <laughs> we'll know more from uh, the governor on Wednesday uh, of this week and. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see what he has to say. I don't know. I I wish I I wish I could give you some inside info. <laughs> okay, here here's the final one for me because I know we got to get you out of here. But um, so the NCAA has made that decision, Pat, that that seniors this year can get an extra year if they want. Uh, yep. How how do you see that working uh, across the board? Do you think there's going to be a lot of uh, players that will take advantage of that, or do you think it'll be like, yeah, you know what, I'm just ready to move on? Well, I, I think I think the guys that are ready to leave will leave. I think the guys that feel they have a shot and need a, another year to develop will stay. I think we'll see some guys uh, transfer who will graduate and transfer to another school. Um, so, you know, it um, uh, <laughs> again, you know, it, 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 I, I'm, I'm curious to see all the movement uh, that happens in college hockey next year. Yeah. I was going to say the transfer portal is going to be nuts because yeah, it will be. you're yep. going to have, you're going to have all those e- now, because I don't know what the ruling would be because theoretically all those ECAC kids are not playing this year. Right. That right. would be their year of sitting out. Well, so, it all, de- it all depends what the, what the, what the rules will. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I mean. That's yeah. going to be, uh, and I know we're getting way ahead of the game, but that's going to be insanely interesting. It will be. It will be, guys. No doubt. All right. We're going to let you go. I'll give you one last shot to, to throw in something about uh, NHL stuff. But what's your thoughts? I mean, Bill Foley out here kind of let the cat out of the bag in, uh, in Vegas, telling everybody that the 13th of January was going to be the start date and uh, they were going to play games in, in the uh, T-Mobile arena. What do you know about it, Pat? And what do you think will happen? Well, I, that, that's what I heard today too. Um, uh, I hope that happens. Um, I thought initially uh, I, I had pegged for the end of January, but you know it looks like they th- got things um, moving in the right direction. Um, so um, let's get going, huh? Let's get going. <laughs> All for it, my friend. Hey, thanks for jumping on. Uh, we we had hey, no problem. Here. Yep. We had Alex scheduled, and he had a family emergency, and I texted you early this morning, and you picked up the bat phone as you always do. I appreciate it, Pat. 
Anytime you need me, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, hopefully I get to see you in person when we get up to Minnesota because I, I got a feeling ASU's got to play four games against the Gophers sooner or later. Yep, that sounds great. <laughs> Look forward to it. <laughs> All right, Pat. Take, take care. care. That's guys. Pat Micheletti, guys, uh, uh, of the red-hot Minnesota Golden Gophers who are 8-0 to start the season undefeated. Pat, uh, Paul and I are going to take a quick break, and we will come back. Uh, and talk a little bit about the rest of the teams that we cover here in the Southwest in about three minutes. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located in downtown Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue, College Bar and Grill is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. A short walk from Sun Devil Stadium or Desert Financial Arena. Stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day. College Bar and Grill. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used and if you want to make the best margaritas or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila then roger klein's cancion tequila is the brand for you award-winning roger klein's cancion tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day find your bottle be it in arizona or elsewhere in the u.s Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011.
We've all been there. We know what kind of gift to get someone, but sometimes it can be too hard to make sure that the gift is the right size or style. So we shrug our shoulders and try to think of something else. Well, if that person is the hockey player in your life, the answer is easy. A gift certificate or a gift card to Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Whether you go to any of our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com, our gift cards are the perfect solution. Sports equipment, especially hockey equipment, has to feel right to the user. And the Behind the Mask gift card allows you to show the player how much you care and lets them pick out what's right for them, whether we're talking about sticks, gloves, skates, or more. Pick one up today at any of our Behind the Mask locations in Gilbert, Peoria, or Scottsdale, or at BehindTheMask.com. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. I'm sorry, College Hockey Southwest Live. Let me get this right here, folks. This is Sunday night, not Tuesday night. Scott Strandy from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. Paul Hornstein, my co-host as always, out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Uh, Paul, uh, Pat always brings it. Whether it's the beginning of the show, the middle of the show, it doesn't matter. Pat Micheletti will bring it for you. Yeah, um, there's no doubt, uh, you know, in the next quote-unquote offseason, Maybe we can figure out a way to get him and Frank Serratori on a show at the same time, and people can actually hear people that know something about hockey, and just let the two of them go, and and we'll shut up. You you and I would need two hours easily. Well, no, we we, we wouldn't need anything because we wouldn't have to say a word. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Here's Frank, and here's Pat, and just let them talk. Let them we don't. They, yeah, they wouldn't uh, hear us at all. Uh, I love it. Okay. So normally we start with ASU because that's and by our, the way, uh, by yeah. the way, yep. So it's bad enough you can't get time zones right now. You're not getting the day right either. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I have too many things circling around in my head right now, Paul. I, I thought uh, it was just me, but those. I, <laughs> I thought it was just me. But uh, as you know, our great graphic designer and and uh, VP of content Zach Bondrand is is. Uh, having as much work to do as any of us. And he sent me a message. He goes, Hey, we got three games today. Is it okay if I just put all the scores on one graphic at the end of the day? <laughs> I said, absolutely. Uh, it, it, it's crazy because there's no rhyme or reason right now. There's a game almost every day of the week. Yes. Somewhere. 
And yes. uh, I know you, why I know you love thing? that. Why is that a bad thing? You're making it sound like no, no, too much. No, it's not a bad thing. It's just that when you have four college teams to cover and and three of them playing the same day at the same time, almost it's uh, you can only be so many places. But anyway, so we normally start with Arizona State today. Let's uh, let's start with uh, Denver and talk about their week Um, in the NCHC this week. Uh, first of all, their standings right now, currently, they're 2-4-0, seven points, puts them in fifth place in the NCHC. But uh, talk to me about what you saw in Denver this week. Um, you know, when I when I watch them, uh, you know, they, they might be, uh, you know, it's just, it's, you know, they're, there's just, you know, let's not forget who they played. You know, in in this week, in in this in in as we talk about, you know, their 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 record for the for 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 the for the season so far, when they struggled a little bit this week. I mean, they well, haven't. It's not like they're playing you and I. <laughs> let's as, let's do know, that so right far, now. So so far, before you go any farther, Duluth, North Dakota, Saint Cloud, North Dakota, <laughs> Miami, and Duluth. And by the way. <laughs> um, you know, St. Cloud is basically, I mean, the way I look at it from the outside, uh, forget it. We knew Minnesota was going to be good. I don't know if anybody thought they'd be 8-0 and only giving up a goal a game. But uh, St. Cloud is, has been, the, to me, the surprise story of this crazy mixed-up year. Yeah, and, I, I would agree with you on that. 4-1 you know, and 0 I mean, to start. So, you know, so it's not like Denver is, you know, they, they, they dominated that opening game against Duluth. They lost, even though they lost the game, it, because basically uh, Duluth got two, like I said, Duluth got those two power play goals. They lost in overtime to North Dakota. They lost a one-goal game to St. Cloud. They beat North Dakota in a one-goal game the other night on Tuesday night. Uh, and they lost last night to Duluth 4-1. to And, like, Pat said that's that's a quote unquote blowout game. Um, you know, I, if you're going to sit there and tell me that the coach is 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 not happy about uh, about the, the 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 results, of course not. But once again, let's be we have to be realistic, don't we? As oh, yeah. good as they are, it's not like they, you know, that that's that's a murderer's row schedule to start the season. Well, I'm going to go back to what I said and have been saying ever since I found out that 2020 was actually going to happen, uh, the season of 2020. But uh, what's happening is all of these teams are condensed themselves for the most part in a um, conference-only type schedule. When you look at the Big Ten, yes, they adopted uh, Arizona State, but uh, top to bottom in the Big Ten, they're all really good teams. They're all playing really well, and anybody can beat anybody with the exception of maybe Minnesota any night. Um, You look at the NCHC, that's the same thing. So all of a sudden, when you include Arizona State in the Big Ten, that's 16 of the 64 teams in the country in just those two conferences, which are beating each other up night in and night out. And there are no gimmies. There are no holiday tournaments to to pick up a couple of wins or – uh, a game uh, in between somewhere out of your conference that you can pick up another win or two. Uh, so when it comes down to picking the teams, 
for the uh, the Frozen Four, the the national tournament, I should say. Um, how are you going to come up with these sixteen teams? Because uh, there'll be two or three that'll stand out, and the rest of them are going to be all right muddled together. I don't know. Uh, let's hope there are sixteen teams to choose from. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that that's a fact, folks. Uh, let's just hope there are sixteen teams to choose from uh, that will get their thirteen games in, as uh, Coach Zeratori told us. But uh, okay, so that's Denver. Colorado College finally got underway after going through all their COVID issues and played their first game, and it was uh, a three-three tie and a shootout. Colorado College actually won the shootout which I know you're thrilled about. <laughs> oh, please. Um, but, but Colorado I, you, College... you, you say it jokingly, but um, <laughs> uh, you, know, you, you say it jokingly about getting the coach and I together, Coach Powers and I together, and talking about, um, uh, about our love for overtime and shootouts and wins and ties and – that would be another two-hour show but (laughs) it's like it's 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 like yeah it's another two-hour show but hey you know let's let's play a baseball game when we get to the 10th inning let's play home run derby instead let's not actually play baseball you know like 2020 where they didn't actually play any baseball in uh, extra innings this year but we won't get into that either (laughs) so anyway for for Colorado College that finally got started uh coach Havland uh uh, I guess I was excited to be playing games, but uh, as their first four games are completed, they stand at one, two, and one, and they knocked off uh, Minnesota Duluth today, which was a big win for them, I'm sure, even though I think we can all agree that maybe the Bulldogs weren't probably at their peak, shall we say that? But uh, well, Colorado yeah. College also um, was rebounding off of a tough loss to Western Michigan. So uh, it was uh, – you know, it's a win, right? You beat the uh, whatever they are, the top team in the NCHC and two or three in the country. Um, you take it, right? Well, you got you got special teams goals today. Yes, uh, Colorado yes. College got a shorthanded goal and a power play goal from Grant Krushank, uh, who also uh, assisted on uh, Josiah Slavin's goal in the second period to make it three nothing at that point. And CC went up four nothing later in the third period. Uh, the Duluth didn't score until like with a minute to go in the game. So, um, you know, as Demetrius Kumanzi said uh, a few weeks ago, no, oh, you're tired. Who cares? Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares. <laughs> you play the games, right? Yep, exactly. Okay, so so that takes uh, Colorado College and Denver. Um, a little bit of a recap, and then let's go to Air Force and let's end it with uh, our ASU talk tonight. So Air Force uh, 0-4 uh, got this weekend in exhibition series, and lo and behold, they skated to a 4-4 tie last night. Uh, they were 1-1 when we came on the show tonight going into the third period against the uh, U.S. Uh, National Team Development Program. Uh, your thoughts on Air Force? Well, I, I, I think that uh, even though it's an exhibition game, uh, Coach Saratori has to be glad that he got four goals from his team uh, after struggling in the first four games to, to, to score a lot of goals. So, I mean, uh, their leading scorer after the first four games only has, has three points. 
uh, and they really only have two guys that have multiple points. So um, I'm sure that uh, them playing the exhibition game yesterday and getting four goals, even if they didn't necessarily win it, will help uh, his players not grip their sticks so tightly trying to score. Um, yeah. I didn't get to see the game, obviously. Um, but, I mean, that's the way you would think that that would be approached. I mean, you like to win. Um, and let's not forget the development team program. Uh, you know, those are those are the top of the top. You know, those guys yeah. are not. Um, they're just a little younger. That's all they are. Just a little younger. The, the skill level <laughs> is 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 as good as it gets. So, and, and let's not forget that that's all they do is play hockey. That's, that's all they're, they do is uh, play hockey. Uh, they're devoted to what they do, and uh, and that's something. So, uh, before we get into ASU, I just want to uh, talk a little bit about the guys that are um, competing. Uh, Pat talked about the guys from Minnesota that are competing with uh, the World Juniors and. Uh, the World Juniors are just doing everything possible to make sure that that tournament goes off without a hitch in Edmonton. Um, yeah, except having a women's tournament. But we're not, yeah. you know, we're, we're, uh, that's uh, a different story. And if, uh, if, 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 we yes. need a, if we need something to fill the, I don't want to use the word fill, uh, if we need a topic <laughs> uh, when during the World Juniors when everybody's taking a break from playing, uh, that's a bad job by the International Ice Hockey Federation. I don't care what anybody says. That's a bad, bad job. Well, you know what? Go ahead. I'll get off the soapbox. Well, we'll get into that. But I reached out to uh, to uh, the ESPN writer Chris Peters today, and I asked Chris if he would mind coming on and talking about that tomorrow night, and also talking about the NHL and all of that. And he graciously accepted my invitation. So we'll have a lot to talk about with uh, Chris Peters tomorrow night on Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. So we want everybody to come in and, and be tuned in for that. Um, okay, Arizona State, a big series. Uh, for, for Arizona State, it was a huge series, I thought, against Penn State. Uh, the, the two programs that are kind of mirrored with each other as far as when they came in or how they came in uh, to NCAA hockey and the programs compete hard against each other. ASU came up on the short end a um, couple of different ways, I guess you could say. Uh, they struggled to get going on Friday. Uh, today they came out with three goals in a minute and nine seconds in the first six minutes of the game, and both of them went to overtime, and they both lost similarly uh, on two-on-one breaks, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not telling a tale out of school here. The coach said it was a bad change on, on Friday night in the overtime, and it cost them. Uh, Penn State's too good offensively to give those kind of chances to. That's just what it comes down to, all right? Um, and ASU was lucky to get to overtime in that game, at least uh, the last 10 minutes. I mean, Penn State played most of it in their end. ASU, I thought, was the better team for the first 45 minutes of the game. Um, and in that last 10 minutes, uh, it was all Penn State until the overtime. And the overtime didn't last very long because ASU made that bad change. And today, you can't lose three goal leads. Not two of them. No, not you give twice. Up, you, 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 you know, you're you're up three nothing. They get a, and the other team gets a goal, and you get it back, and you're up four to one. You got to finish out that period with at least a three goal lead. And the coach will tell you that he did tell us after the game 
And, you know, we have to get out of that spot with a four, with a 4-1 lead because that makes a huge difference going into the locker room. Um, and you asked me how the coach was after today's game, and I told you he was cranky. He was definitely cranky. Uh, he didn't call out individuals because he won't do that, and most coaches don't. But, you know, he let it be known to us that uh, players made some mental mistakes today uh, that shouldn't. And, and, you know, he was, you know, one of the goals that ASU gave up, uh, Jordan Sandu lost a stick and it ended up in a break for Penn State. Once again, you know, Penn State's just too good offensively to give any chances to. Well, and, let me say let me say this right now that almost every team in the Big Ten is too good to give any chances to like that. Um, they can all score the score. I mean, there's just no other way around it. And uh, when you nice look catch. at, uh, yeah, I caught it. Uh, but they uh, they can all put the puck in the net at, almost at will. So you can't do that. Um, let me tell you just quickly what I saw. And, and their and their goalie played great in the second half of the game. Oh, absolutely. Their, absolutely. their goalie played great. He, ASU missed about five breakaways. Yeah. They could, have, they could have scored 10 today, ASU. Okay, well, let me tell you what, what I saw. And I don't want this to be taken as too overly critical because they're college kids. They're playing on the road. They're playing at the end of this 36-day uh, road trip, if you will. Not the end I think yet. What, I think when they come home, though, after Ohio State – and they get a couple of weeks to, uh, and when I say come home, come back to Arizona and, and, and be in familiar surroundings, as, as Pat brought up, uh, I think they'll, they'll re-energize, they'll regroup, but it's not going to change where they go. They're going right back to the same places they've been. <laughs> and they're going to they're gonna do it all over again. Um, and they're going to see some new places, uh, namely Minnesota, yes, but, which they haven't seen. Yes, but here's the, here's the difference, I think, this time. And this is not to say that the results will be any different. Okay, but one, I think they'll have a better idea of what to expect from themselves. True. Okay. Um, you know, I actually asked the question of, of Willie Neerham after the game. I go, does it change the mindset a little bit that you know you have two games left before you get to go home for a few days? And, you know, he basically said, yes, I think it'll definitely energize us. Um, like I said, you know, coach thinks they're eight minutes away from a six-game winning streak. And he, yeah. he has some validity right. in, in his statement. Yep. But, but here, um, let, me, but let me throw – once again, these teams are too good. And if you don't take advantage of your chances or the other team makes plays – like uh, the the Penn State goalie did today, um, you know the margin of error is just too slim. Okay, so here, here's what I've been saying all season long: this is not a 36 game season. This is a 28 game season, and it's 28 games against the same seven opponents uh, right. on the road. So you don't have any room for error there either. I mean, there are no cupcakes, if you will, uh, that come along and give you uh, four or five or six 
or eight additional wins on your home ice that you can uh, go like Because here's what that does, Paul. If, if they played at home and they were playing a, a softer opponent, if you will, and, and they picked up a sweep, and then the next weekend they got another softer opponent at home, they picked up a sweep, that's four games of momentum where you go, okay, we're, we're pretty good. Not only does that momentum energize you a little bit where you maybe go out on the road and you get splits instead of getting swept, um, but it also gives you uh, the numbers that you need to propel yourself. I know you hate my magic number system because you, you want to go one at a time, which is true, but you have to set a goal, right? You have to – You, I know the goal is to win every game, but let's be realistic. Even Pat Micheletti said the Gophers aren't going to win every game. And there ain't no right now. Uh, if they keep only giving anybody. up one goal a game, they are. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, you know, who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens. But the bottom line that I'm saying is that this is a different season, and you can't – and I think that's maybe why Coach is the most cranky is he knew that, like he said, they were probably eight minutes away from a 6-0 and run. And uh, you can't let that happen because you got nowhere to make it up. Right well, now, <laughs> they did so, and all you can do is go out and go to Columbus next weekend and 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 get, you know, try to win two games. You know, if you win two games and now you're, you know, five six five, and one. six and one instead of yeah uh, four seven and one, that's a big difference. That's a huge difference. That's a huge so, difference. So, but it is what it is, and there, you know, the coach has said, you know, we're just happy to keep to be playing. And you know me, I'm not for happy talk, but how can you how can you you know be in any other mindset considering what the heck is going on in the world right now? Exactly. Uh, so I you know it's it's on one hand uh, I I don't want to dismiss that mindset, but on the other hand you know, it, 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 listen, it does suck, but it is what it is. Well, and that's kind of the point I was trying to get at with Pat, not, not trying to, uh, to derive anything negative out of it, but, but I'm curious, uh, how you look at that because he's in a unique perspective. He's played the game at that level, at a very high level of college hockey. And how do you step away from the season when it's all said and done? And, I, I thought his, his choice of words was really good when he said, you know, we just want to keep playing and just be able to continue and hope that there's a tournament. But if you're Minnesota and you run the table with all the games that are on your schedule and then all of a sudden COVID is really rocking and rolling even more than it is right now in March and the NCAA says, yeah, well, we've had enough. We can't have a tournament this year. Uh, how do you feel? I, you know, How is that any different than last year? Well... <laughs> How is that any different than, than Duluth not being able okay. to chance to win their third straight championship? How is that any different? Here's the differences. Every I can't team believe I got to stick up for Duluth. Every team played every game last year until it got to tournament time, and that's when it got cut off. So they all had a season. But you're playing this season, and some teams are going to get 28 games. Some are going to get 15. Some are going to get none. It is and, what it is. That's and, just the way – that's just – you listen. I know. I understand that. But my point is there's a mental side of it because athletes have a lot of mental attitude 
that they go through and how do you look at it? Uh, let, let me throw this example out to you. If you're a guy like Johnny Walker, who unfortunately was injured in what, second game of the year? Um, yes. And has had to sit out now his senior season. Uh, what's going through his head? Is he going like, hey, I, I, I got to come back next year to give myself a, a little redemption opportunity? Or is he thinking? Possible. Or is he thinking? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Sucks. I, 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 I know. I don't know either. Listen, this I can tell you. There's pro- there is nobody more frustrated that he's not playing than himself. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, yep. um, does who know? Nobody is going to know. I mean, we're all sitting here, and you, you asked Pat about the 13th. Well, okay. Uh, there's still no guarantee that that happens either. Yeah, I know. For the NHL. Uh, I know. I know. Yeah, we just don't know a whole lot, and and it's, it's and that's only three weeks. That's only four weeks away. So forget about talking about. I, I don't see how they can next October and so forth and so on. Yeah, I don't think that that they can start on the thirteenth without a training camp. I, I just don't think they can. They're going to have to get a training. Oh, camp I ass- in. I I assume they'll have training camp starting tomorrow, a couple of days after Christmas. Well, if they're, if they're going to try to play on the 13th of January, they better start before that because that's going to be a pretty intense training camp uh, for NHL players that have been sitting around. Some teams have been sitting around for a yes. long time. Yes. Uh, so you can't just throw them out there. I don't, I don't think the PA will go for that. Uh, well, they, they supposedly weeks. have their their agreement. So, you know, it's just like we're going to wait and find out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so – so to wrap things up on, on the Arizona State side, we know what they got ahead of them. They got two 3.30 in the afternoon games, at least in Arizona, um, coming up against Ohio State this week. I weekend. haven't even looked that far ahead on the schedule. So, And then they'll be, uh, and then they'll be done with their first half. Um, uh, you can hear the frustration in Pat's voice. You can also hear it in mine. Uh, <laughs> the NCHC has got a schedule all the way to an NCAA tournament. It might have to be moved. Games might have to be moved around, but they've got a schedule. And I don't understand why the Big Ten can't put out a schedule. They know when the World Juniors end, and I would not expect them to schedule games before the World Juniors are over. So if you know that, why are you not at least putting the schedule down? And the only reason I say that is twofold. it's, It's because I'd like to know, to plan ahead, where where teams might be, and then secondly is, uh, I think you got to put the schedule out, and if it has to be revised, it has to be revised. But, I mean, come on. Uh, if you want to keep interest, like I have had probably a half a dozen text messages or, or direct messages from people that say, like, is this it? Is this next weekend the last weekend for Arizona State hockey? And some of them have been potential partners or partners that don't know. So if you want to keep this game alive – Okay, you, you I, 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 I'll answer you this way, the yeah. same way I've answered you about other topics involving <laughs> issue hockey. Time. No, 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 no. Okay, um, and I have uh, gotten myself, shall we say, uh, on the naughty list for some of these comments, so I'll just say <laughs> it now, okay? And this is obviously not towards anybody in ASU administration, right. address it. 
Just address it. Exactly. Just exactly. A, even if you don't put out a schedule, just address it. Hey exactly. guys, we understand people want the schedule. We don't have it yet, and here's the reason why. It's A, B, and C. We will get it out as soon as we can. And well, let me let me tell you this, Paul. On that note, this is what I'm hearing, right? The NCHC people, the, the people that put the money in, the companies that support them are going like, okay, we understand that things could change. We get it, but we want to see your plan. They have a plan, okay? But the people that are, are uh, that are not that familiar with NCAA rules and regulations and hockey and conferences and all that are, are asking me, uh, how do you even know? I mean, why would I put money into sponsoring college hockey when we don't even know if there's going to be a game after this weekend because there's no schedule. So, so it makes it really difficult for those people, the fringe people, the people you're trying to bring in. And Arizona is that market right now. They need yeah, to know something. Yeah, but that's not something. ASU's fault. I know, but the big they the Big Ten needs to come out with something, or maybe well, you, maybe like you say, maybe Arizona State has to come out and say, "Hey, listen." No, they're not. They're, they're not in a position play. to say anything. They're not in a position to say that. They're not right. in a position to say that. They're they're. They're technically not a part of this conference, right? So, so it's a so once again, I, I I'll put it out there just like I did with a certain issue about a year ago or a year and a half ago, and I got a lot of I know I know we all and arrows sent my way. Address it. Exactly. You don't just say, "Hey, we know you guys are looking for a schedule," exactly. and I'm not just talking about to Arizona places. We exactly. know you guys are looking for the schedule. We understand, but you have to give us – you have to be patient. We will get it out as soon as we believe it's realistically possible. Exactly. And that's okay. what they're but not that's, doing. But that's not, but, but that's not going to solve your problems. That's not going to solve the question of, well, how do we know there's going to be a second half? I, you, well, you've gone through this. Yes. You can't, you can't say – even if you don't know when exactly the games are going to be, you can't say that if, if just got to look a little logically, they went through this to get the first half in, are they now just going to say, screw it? I know, but I, I, I see that logically. I know. Well, but what I'm telling you is what people don't understand that are on the fringe. And this is the point I'm going to make for the last time. And then we're going to quit. (laughs) We won't, but that's okay. The NCHC and the Atlantic Hockey Conference and other places have put a schedule out to a prospective NCAA tournament in April. And and people know, they understand that that could change because of COVID or a number of different things, but but they also know that there is a plan to do this. What what it looks like to the to the fringe person again that you're trying to bring in. They're looking at the outside just like people thought, what's going on at Huntsville? They cancel their program, and they, they say they're all done. A week later, they're back. Now the same thing's going on in Alaska. They're gone. Then they're coming back. That instability is really hard to grow things when you have instability. So I totally agree with you. You have to come out and address it. If that's all you can do is address it, then address it. But don't leave people hanging because, trust me, they don't want to get on board to something that they're not certain is going to happen. 
And well, I say listen. that from a personal and a business standpoint, but I also say it from a growth standpoint. Right now, the Big Ten looks like fools because they won't address it. They, they maybe uh, come out and say, we need to do something about this. I, I, I think... You just heard it from Bagley. He's right there with the top. I know he was he frustrated. I get it. Play again. I get it. He was frustrated. <laughs> I get it. We're not. I'm not saying that nobody's frustrated. I'm just saying that, and I'm saying that I agree with you. They need to address it, even if they don't put out a schedule. They need to address it. Exactly. But they're worried about their football championship game right now. Give it to. <laughs> Talk to me in a week after they played their football championship game that they maneuvered to make sure Ohio State played in. Exactly. But but so, here's the thing. There are people that are set up on the hockey side, like there are people that are set up. Yeah, on I get the football it. I side. understand that. But if you but I'm telling you, you're asking me why I think <laughs> that they haven't done it. And I'm telling you that's gotta be why they've done it. Because yeah. Well, we could sit there and talk about the different states wrong. and all of this other. <laughs> I, I hope I'm wrong too, but but it, you know, and and I understand it's a problem to use logic and common sense. So I, I understand where that's a problem, and <laughs> and, okay. and and I'll leave it at that. But that's that's what you're talking about. Yeah. You know that that's what they're worried about first. Yeah, I hear you. Well, like I said, uh, it's frustrating from the standpoint when you're trying to run a business that surrounds uh, your stuff about this. They don't and care about us. And I don't know that, but they better care about themselves because their program. I don't think they do. When, when, the tw- when, when COVID finally calms down and things get back to, quote, unquote, the new normal, they're going to want to have fans. And they're going to be kicking themselves if they lose fans for an extra year, two, three, I, I, that they could have had because they, they just – we're we're being stupid, and that's all I, don't I think can the Big say. Ten is worried about that, to be honest with you. I really don't. Maybe, maybe they aren't, but they should be, because people uh, are upset, and you could tell it in Pat's voice that he was frustrated. I'm sure that's the way it is at the other six Big Ten schools as well, and it certainly is from our standpoint because uh, you just you, you try to tell people that this is a really good thing that they should get on board on, and they go, "Okay, when's the next game?" And then you look at them and you go, "I don't know." Don't know if there will be a next game. I think there will. Well, we know I'm there's going to sure. be two games. We know I, there's going to yeah. be two games next okay. week. I know. I Let me rephrase that. that. In 2021, we don't know when the next game is going to be because there's no schedule and nobody said anything about a schedule. Even if it has to be revised, come out and say something. We're going to put this out on X day. We're not going to put it out because of this. I don't care what you say. Just say something because this wow. is absolutely insane. That you can't, because other conferences can, you can too. Okay, enough said. Take it away with the read. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live on the IcetimeHockeySW.com network has been brought to you by Belfort, presenting partner of the Sunday special. Visit Belfort.com and explore the 2021 return of the legendary Ford Bronco. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, 100% blue agave is used to make our unique tastes. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com to order any of our three award-winning flavors. Behind the mask, ice, in line, in the net, up the ice. Whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Buy Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. It's all about the butt. Buy the NCHC. 
Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the College Conference of Hockey Champions. Cold beers and cheeseburgers, sports craft beer, and made-to-order burgers, 12 Valley locations, and two in California. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Pre-game, post-game, during the game. The place to be, to be with ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey, Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right, very well said, my friend. As we... uh... Roll out of this one. I want to remind people that we have three more shows this week as we own the 7.30 Mountain Time primetime slot with our Quad Pod of Hockey podcasts. I love that. I love it. Uh, four nights a week, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time, you can join us. Uh, tomorrow night is Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly. We're scheduled to have Chris Peters on from ESPN, the uh, NHL hockey writer. We'll talk World Juniors and professional hockey with him. Paul and I will be back on Tuesday with College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Uh, scheduled to have J- Jackson Castor with us, a goaltender from St. Cloud State University and a Arizona native. So we'll hope to have Jackson on as well. And then Wednesday night, we're shooting for the commissioner of the WCHL, uh, Mr. Chris Perry, to give us some updates on what's going on in the ACHA on Wednesday night on Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. So that's it for tonight. Keep watching hockey and tune in again uh, all week long so you can uh, keep up to date what's going on. For our friend Pat Micheletti from KFAN and Westwood One Sports Network, we say thank you. And Paul Hornstein, thank you for all you do and for all the great work you brought into us again today. Yeah, we do the best we can. You know, it, it, that that's all you can do. <laughs> I hear you. All right, we're saying good night with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good, good night, night everybody. Hey.